Welcome back to Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network, 3 o'clock hour. We are here at uh, Ken Garf, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram in West Valley until 4 o'clock. So make sure you come in and see us. We've got a few hats left, some jazz desk ornaments, and some shirts. So make sure you come see us. We've also got these Jazz Australia shirts right in time for the World Cup. Yeah, basketball. So. Uh, FIBA World Cup kicking off this weekend in China. Actually, I think it's already underway, actually, now that I think about it. What do you think? USA wins the thing, or is that lost to Australia? They look they look quite vulnerable, but if they also play up to their ability, I also think that they can win it all. If that makes sense. I, I know that it's a very convoluted statement there, but I feel like if they – because the guys like Kimba Walker, Donovan Mitchell, I think the sum uh, the sum of their parts is good mm-hmm. enough to win it all. But there's other teams in the in the world that are fantastic. Australia already proved they could be beaten. They beat them and broke uh, a 66 game losing streak. You think your life is tough, BYU? Try being <laughs> Australia basketball. Absolutely. No, I I just feel like USA is very vulnerable here, but they're also capable of winning it all. I'm all for Team USA action in sport yeah so i'll be watching as much i can as tell that. you this much team canada isn't going to threaten the usa holy smokes they canada when they have all of their guys mm-hmm. which they don't would be very good but i felt like canada got hit harder by people saying i'm not playing than the u.s because yeah. the pool for the u.s is so much deeper yeah. than canada is but get steve nash to dust off those cleats <laughs> Steve, what are you doing? Uh, uh, stop calling that Champions League match. Let's go. Let's go play some hoop. Uh, before we get into some uh, NFL preview, uh, a couple scores right now. Washington is up 35-7 to all over eastern Washington right now. Alabama, number two in the country. They're at the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. Is that in Atlanta? It's in Atlanta. Mercedes uh, they are up 14-3 to uh, against Duke. Missed a field goal. Had a fumble. Yep. So kind of sloppy. Uh, Idaho is... Getting paid to lose 41-0 to to Penn State right now. Sounds about and, right. And uh, that's, that's tough. Stanford Northwestern 0-0 zero to zero, heading into the half. A little surprise. Yes, that that's exactly the type of game we wanted to see from those two. Uh, some scores from earlier on. Also Tennessee 17, Georgia 17-14. State 14 at and the, the half. And the clock operator screwed Georgia State on that. The home clock o- operator, that they had to pass into the end zone for Tennessee. Uh-huh. It was like time it expired. Magically, one second remained. Oh, <laughs> Imagine how that works. Imagine how that works when you're um, at home. Justin Fields debuted for Ohio State. They put up 45 points over FAU. Uh, they won 45-21. to 21. Iowa State escapes Northern Iowa 29-26 in triple yeah, overtime. Uh, Nebraska got the win 35-21. Uh, games later, Michigan takes on Middle Tennessee. Georgia Southern heads to Death Valley to take on LSU. Uh, Georgia Vanderbilt in a... SEC game right out of the bat. So SEC now that on SEC Network was there this morning in Nashville. Um, Oregon and Auburn uh, will take I'm place really in Dallas. Game. I'm yeah. very excited for that That'll game. be a fun one to watch. That's on the calendars for sure. And then uh, Washington State, New Mexico State later on today. So college football's back the first big Saturday of the year. Not a lot of big surprises, I would say. One high school note I wanted to mention right now that's playing. Oh, yeah, right we now. haven't gotten into much high well, school. That's okay. Lone Peak is playing Narbonne, which is actually one of the big powers in Southern California. And PK's old lady taught at Narbonne. She did. That's what he would have said. That's right? exactly what he would have said. My old lady, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. P, Mrs. Mrs. PK, she taught at Narbonne. Well, Lone Peak High School is playing down there against Narbonne in mm-hmm. the Moore Park Classic in Moore Park, California. And 
Lone Peak is representing the state well. They are up 24 to 7 on Narbonne in the second quarter of that game. So good on you, Knights. I'm glad that we're going out of state and showing what we can do. Speaking of high school football, mm-hmm. maybe we can get into that a little bit a little later because okay. we haven't gotten into that much. We can, yeah, absolutely. How's that prep podcast going? It's great. Uh, check us out, Utah Preps Zone. We have some good times with it. Patrick Carr from the Standard Examiner was on with us this past week. As How are my Bengals doing? Uh, Brighton, I don't know how they did actually last night. I have to look that up. I'll look it up and we'll let you know. I know my alma mater, Mountain View, is 3-0 and all of a sudden. All right. That's kind of stunning. Also, honestly. their volleyball team's looking pretty good, too. Just throwing some, that out there. I, I actually saw that. I saw that they're playing relatively well. How's, yep. your, how, how's your team doing? I know we're, bright, we're Brighton Bengal volleyball fans on this yes, Saturday uh, show. Yes, we, we had a varsity JV tournament uh-huh. last weekend. It went pretty well. Sweet. So Good. Lost to West Jordan in the semifinals. West Jordan has a great team. So Very cool. So it was a lot of fun. So, awesome. And, uh, yeah. Well, Region hey. play starts this week. Yeah. Should we talk? My some? hands are shaking. All right. Uh, let's get to the NFL. <laughs> some NFL football. Uh, it's kicking off this week, Thursday, September 5th, Packers at the Bears at Soldier Field. Okay. Here's the thing. I got a question right off the bat there with that, Adrian. You're a Vikings fan, of course, an NFC North guy. Are you going to watch that game? Are you going to be hoping both tie or something like that? Like, what's your oh, feeling? I would love a tie. Don't get me wrong. I just, I just wonder. Well, I'll be watching. Usually, I hope the better team loses. That's my. That's so usually my game plan when it comes to You're hoping the Bears NFC. lose to the Packers? Yes, because I think okay. the Packers are going to have more wins. Okay. So, no, I think the Packers are better than the Bears. Oh, you do? Yeah. I would actually think the Bears are better. That's just me. But uh, man, I don't. You seen that defense? All you need to know about the Bears is they had a full meltdown over kickers. They did. And they did not react well no. to anything that had to do with kickers. And now they have a guy who's missing extra points. But anyway, uh, Titans at the Browns, Ravens. Dolphins, Falcons, Vikings, Bills, Jets, Redskins, Eagles, Rams, Panthers, Chiefs, Jags, Colts, Chargers, Bengals, Seahawks, Giants, Cowboys, Lions, Cardinals. Jeez, there's a lot of games. Niners, Bucks, Steelers, well, Patriots. All 32 teams are in yes, action. Yes, they are. And Texans, Saints on Monday night, followed by the Broncos at the header. Raiders. So, Jake, uh-huh. so we get into the NFL season. Uh, anything you've got your eye on, we can do our little bit of picks. <laughs> I look at the NFL, and here's the thing. I I want to say that we're going to have a changing of the guard, but I can't say that. Does that make mm. sense? Like, I, The old guys at quarterback who are studs are probably still going to be studs this year. Uh-huh. The Andrew Luck thing was stunning, honestly, to see him step aside from playing football. That was. just made me fall, fall out of my chair. And I also give credit to him. I And this may sound weird, but Andrew Luck, I think, realized, you know what? I need a break at minimum, and I need to do something else. And credit to him for doing that because, as Jim Ursay said, he probably stepped away from close to half a billion dollars he probably could have made over the next 10 or so years if he would have kept playing. There are a lot of people in this world that would probably just suck it up and play because Mm -hmm. of that amount of money that they're looking at. And all the credit goes to him saying, I made $100 million so far in my career. My body is beat up. I have been absolutely battered, and I'm going to step aside here. But moving him aside now, one of the young studs at quarterback, it appears that we're in for another year of guys like Tom Brady, like Drew Brees. The yeah. old guys are going to rule the day, I feel like, again. Yeah, and there's a couple of, the, couple of the young guns. I think Baker's going to have a good year. Yeah. I think Mahomes is going to have another good year. Well, Patrick Mahomes is just awesome. So but you're, you're right. There's the – they're not quite ready. We talked about this last year in the playoffs. They, it's these more guys, seasoning. These guys are still here. They're still going to 
continue to rule the day. I'm excited to see what they can do. As far as, you know, Andrew Luck, that was strange, but he seems like a guy who uh, – I read a couple of weeks ago an article about him about how his shoulder – he said his shoulder surgery saved his marriage. Really? Because he was – he didn't really – he was so invested in football gotcha. that his marriage was kind of going by the wayside, and then he – kind of really reconnected with his wife and it seems like a guy who's gained a lot of perspective over the last year or so about what he wants out of life and um the fact that he got booed aside all that is so idiotic that i don't even want to talk about it but um he seemed like he he did you know he he figured things out and he wanted to do things differently and good for him i say yeah no good for him but I, I'm the Colts with, are going to suck now because of it. But well, I actually think Jacoby Brissett is actually an all right quarterback. Yeah, he's all right. They're not going to be as good as they would be with Andrew Luck throwing the ball, but I still feel like they can win games There's a reason this year. backups are backups. I get that. I get that. But this is a guy that I, the, the Patriots obviously liked. So we'll see what happens with these, uh, with these quarterbacks. I'm with you. I think the young guns are up and coming. Patrick Mahomes, they can have a solid year. You're right. Baker Mayfield's there. I think Arizona can be a little frisky uh, with, uh, not forget his name, the Oklahoma, uh, not Cliff King, okay, quarter, the, the head coach Cliff King. Kyler Murray. Ky- yeah. Kyler Murray. They can be a little frisky there, which is with his ability to kind of innovate on the fly. I just look at these two, I look at the NFL this year, and I feel like we're in for just for another year of the old guys ruling it. Mm-hmm. One of these years it's going to flip. They're they're going to step aside, and we're finally going to get that young uh, younger group of quarterbacks to really rule and step up. I feel like this year at least, we're in for another year of it. I could be wrong. I could really fall off real quick. We all know that. Guys hit a wall at some point in their athletic careers. But it looks like, at least on paper right now, yeah, the Patriots, the Saints, some of these guys that have the veteran quarterbacks are probably going to rule the day once again this year. Why don't we, uh, like, pick some divisions? Okay. Way too early. Make fun of us later. Divisional picks. Uh, Let's start in the AFC. Of course, the East, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. You're going with the Jets, (laughs) huh? I'm not. I'm going with the Patriots. Come on. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to go with the Patriots. Obviously. I don't. I think the AFC East is the easiest one to pick of all of them, in all honesty. Yeah. So we'll see what happens Patriots. there. All right. Alex is checking the Patriots. Uh, North, AFC North, Bengals, Browns, Steelers, Ravens. I know that the Browns have been the darling all offseason long. They've, the talent is there. It's very apparent that the talent is there. I'm actually going to go with the Steelers, though. Still picking the Steelers. Yep. Ben, ben Roethlisberger is going to be tossing the ball to Juju Smith-Schuster. I feel like the Steelers are going to rule this division for at least one more year. I'm taking the Browns. Okay. Mostly because I have Baker Mayfield as my fantasy football <laughs> there quarterback. You there you go. And Eric's taking the Ravens. Uh, Ravens, you know, that's an interesting. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. An interesting division. I don't think the Bengals are going to be any good. Uh, but with the AJ Green makes that team so we'll see what happens but I, I think the hype might be real around these Cleveland Browns and I like Baker Mayfield anybody who can bite a hole in a beer can and drink it I am a fan of shotgun beers and yep. games huh? uh the AFC South Titans Colts Jags Texans probably the Texans well they just traded Jadavian Clowney yeah. away he's going to Seattle they're trying to get Laramie Tunsil still out of Miami which will be an interesting if they can pull off that mm. trade I would have gone with the Colts if Andrew Luck was playing. Mm. It would have been very easy for me to pick that. I'm actually going to go with the dark horse here. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. Mariota, a lot of faith in him. I like Mariota a lot. All right. And the West, uh, we've got Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. Mm. Chiefs. 
Chiefs. It's hard not to pick. Chiefs, dark horse is the Chargers. Probably. Chargers are the, are the dark horse. And the Raiders, if A.B. is what he's cracked up to be, they could be pretty dang dangerous. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, let's see. The NFC, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Redskins. Ooh, NFC East, Philadelphia Eagles for me. Mm, I'm going to go Cowboys. You know Dallas? I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to come out of that division. I think uh, Dax If Zeke decent. ever tries to show up. I think, yeah, Zeke, he's, they're going to. Sounds gonna, like they're going to get that deal done. Yeah. The Sounds like they'll get that deal done, and they'll have uh, probably by like week six, and he'll be so rested and ready to go. <laughs> And I hope Amari Cooper plays because now I'm just picking teams based on my fantasy football team. Oh, I got what you're doing. Uh, okay. NFC North, we don't even need to talk about that. That's easy. Yes, we do. Vikings, easy. No. I agree with you. Yeah. Give me the Chicago Bears. The Bears, huh? Again. Khalil Tate, baby. I love that guy. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Khalil Tate, the Arizona quarterback playing defense. Oh, my bad. And Anyways. then uh, NFC South, Falcons, Saints, Bucks, Panthers. That's a tough one. Give me the Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints, too. I, I don't really – I don't know. The Falcons, they failed too many times for me to pick them. And then the West, the Rams, Cardinals, Niners, Seahawks. Rams probably – for me, I'm going to go Rams. Eric's saying Seahawks. You're going with mm, – Give me the Rams. Aaron Donald, I like. I think that defense is still very good. I think they've got all the offensive options as well. If Todd Gurley is truly healthy, they'll be just fine. Uh, and then uh, how about a way too early Super Bowl pick? Super Bowl pick for me, I'm actually going to go – I'm going to pick uh, New England coming out of the AFC this year. I know that's real surprising for people, but I just feel like they're going to get the Chiefs one more time here. I think it's going to be the AFC Championship as the Chiefs-Patriots again, and I feel like Tom Terrific will come through again as much as it pains me to do so. If anybody knows me, I'm knows I am not a Patriots fan. In the NFC, though, give me give me the New Orleans Saints. Right. Well, old guys. I told you. The old guys are going to rule the day once again this year. Oh, uh, Pats, Vikings, easy. Oh, come on. Put it in there. Book what a it. homer. There's no way they're as terrible this year as they were last oh, year. Oh, break, some breaking news from Adam Schefter. Texans, the Houston Texans, are finalizing a trade for offensive tackle Laramie Tunsil from the Miami Dolphins, sources tell ESPN. So there you go. How about a – here, I heard this question on the on a national show earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. More likely – or would you be more surprised of? Alabama not making the title game or the Patriots not making the Super Bowl? Alabama not making the title game. Okay. I just feel like the Patriots, at some point, the wheels are going to come off that bus. And it's, it, I think, and that, that I'm talking about, that's going to be like a more stunning thing to see that happen, but it's more apt to happen than it is to see Alabama not make the CFP national championship in my mind. So there that you would go. be interesting. It would be. It would be, and be stunning for both of them. But Alabama not making it is more stunning to me than New England because there are some good teams out there. The Chiefs, if they do what they're they, they're capable yeah. of doing, they're capable of knocking off the Patriots. Yep, definitely. I totally agree. Well, that's a little NFL fun. We'll we'll talk scores as we get mm-hmm. to next week. Yeah, as uh, it's finally getting underway. We're gonna have football all weekend now, Saturday through Monday for us football fans. Let's go. Uh, come down and see us. We're here at Ken Garf Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram here in West Valley. Really easy to find. 4175 West, 3500 South. They'll give you a $25 gift card for just taking a test drive. They've got used vehicles starting under $6,000. And uh, really easy to find here or their other lot at 3500 Bangor Highway. So make sure you stop by, get in with their sales staff, and they'll get you into the right used car at the right price. Uh, Coming up next, we'll talk a little Utah State and high school football as uh, Jake runs 
the Zones Prep High School Football. Utah Preps Zone. Zone podcast. <laughs> so make sure you catch that. We'll uh, do those it. Are, do a, you do a great job with that. We'll, we'll go over some a couple of high school scores as well. That's all coming up next here on the Saturday Show. Welcome back to Saturday's show here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Andrew Leiser. You can follow me on Twitter at APLeiser. That's L-E-I-S-E-R. And you can follow Jake at Jacob C. Hatch. You can also catch the Locked on Cougars podcast with Jake. You can also check out the uh, uh, DJ and Yak Soccer Talk. Mm-hmm. You can also check out the Utah Prep Zone podcast I will get into. You can also check out the Move Zone podcast and you, for myself and you can, and uh, Austin Horton, you can also subscribe to the Saturday show. So if you like this, please go on there, subscribe, or follow us at uh, the Zone Sports Network's Twitter page or the 1280 The Zone website. Sweet. Yeah, do and it. And as well, of course, we should mention the daily shows, DJ and PK, Tony and Austin, mm-hmm. Hans and Scotty, and Jake and Gordon. The big show, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, t- tune in all week long. We got everything covered for you. We have the best staff in the state. For a reason, we cover everything. We have it all covered. We'll make sure you're taken care of. Yep, definitely. All right, let's let you hear now from Gary Anderson uh, when and uh, he spoke with Scott Gerard, who was on the call for twelve eighty uh, on twelve eighty a.m. for the Aggie Sports Network. And uh, following that tough loss at the hands of Wake Forest as they fell at the last moments, Jordan left through an interception, and that was all she wrote. So uh, here's Gary Anderson following that game. Joining us now, head coach of the Utah State Aggies, Gary Anderson. And, Coach, uh, these games never get easier. This is a heartbreaker. What's the mood in that locker room right now? Uh, highly disappointed, obviously. Um, you know, it's, uh, 48 years and counting since we were able to get one of these games on the road against the Power 5 team. And we had a great opportunity again tonight, and uh, we didn't get it done. Um, with the, these kids fought, battled. I mean, it's amazing. You lose your top three corners. All of a sudden, guys that have been at corner for two and a half weeks of practice are out there playing in the first college game that they've ever even traveled to, let alone a foreign position. Um, so it was, uh, they were very, very disappointed. Um, I'm proud as hell of them. And it was a team that uh, we knew we were going to get into a physical fight with these guys within the run game. And I think as a run of the game went on, we actually wore them down a little bit in the run game. And uh, I think it was obvious down there at the end on the, on the goal line. Uh, those are those are three big-time stops, and they throw the ball up, and they make a play. They have tremendous wide receivers, tall, long, uh, great contested ball catchers. Showed up all last year. I mean, 14 is a fantastic player. Right? He, he's, he's special, he's special. Um, so it was a battle. We got some special players also. Did you expect that, Coach? I mean, you stopped him on a couple of different possessions with third and shorts, and again at the goal line, three straight plays. Were you expecting them to, to throw out of that fourth and goal at that point? Well, it doesn't really matter at that point if you expect it or if you don't. If you don't load up the box right there, they're just going to check to it, and they'll just uh, run, it right, run it right in there and, you know, stopping them for a half a yard with a deleted box or even a six-man box with backers off the line of scrimmage is really not functionally going to happen. So, um, you know, we were, we were playing zero coverage, and being aggressive and trying to get under their pads and uh, the young men did a tremendous job for three snaps on the fourth one they decided to uh, you know get it out there and throw the ball so but uh, you know you can't play coverage on game on the line in that situation you got to play man-to-man coverage and those corners got to find a way to make a play and we got to find a way to help them make a play uh defensively did you make adjustments to slow down the running game or did guys just kind of figure things out and 
was the physical nature just take over a bit? Well, I thought Justin did a tremendous job. You know, you have to change a lot when your top three corners are out. Yeah. Um, you know, that didn't allow us. And then we also didn't know walking in here how we were going to be able to play man coverage against these guys. And, uh, you know, we found out after really after the first couple drives that that wasn't the best call. It would be a true mixer for us. And if we we're going to play man coverage, we were going to pressure at that point. And it's kind of what we went to. Um, I thought Justin did a nice job of adjusting to some odd front stuff, which was fantastic for us. It helped us in the run game. It kept those old linemen kind of on eggshells, I believe. And, um, you know, they, this is a good team. They, they're they're going to get theirs, and we got ours. And um, so there was really good adjustments. The kids, I thought, handled the adjustments well. Uh, you know, but obviously it's, 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 it's too many points at the end of the day. No one's no one that's uh, happy with the defense side of the ball when you, you give up that many points in any situation. But, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was a grind with two, I think, really good football teams playing. No question, Coach. I'm curious, uh, on the second-to-last possession, when you got it inside the 50 and you had a third and three, did you give any consideration to maybe throwing in that situation where you ran it and burned their last time out? Yeah, that was, uh, you know, there was definite discussion. Um, and, we, you know, we thought about potentially, you know, po excuse me, possibly throwing, throwing in that situation. Uh, we can get over and look at the look that they had, and, you know, we didn't, we didn't believe it was quite a – uh, a zero look as it was. They did a nice job on defensive disguising, so we thought we would potentially have a crease in there. And you know, every snap, and when you're playing against good coaches and good players, every snap's kind of a uh, you know cat and mouse game. And you know, their kids made a play, and if, you know, it's uh, you look back and say, now, yeah, boy, sure do wish we would have would have thrown it that situation. But if the kid would have dropped the ball or they would have tipped the pass, and we said, well, why didn't we run it? So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's always there's always those guessing games, and you know, you look back, I look back at myself and say, well, you know. Should have kicked it on the first field goal. Yeah, I mean, we should have done that. We should have done this. We should have done that. This game went back and forth so many times in so many different ways that, uh, you know, you uh, you, you got to be aggressive, and we're always going to try to be aggressive and never stop being aggressive. I guess that's the best way to put it. You know, on a uh, positive side, Jalen Warren was a man for you tonight. Jalen Warren's a great player. You know, this team has a lot of really, really talented players on it, I believe, and Jalen, it was great for him. Um, everywhere Jalen's been, he's been successful. And, you know, his first game here tonight, he was obviously – Highly successful and did a great job for us. And I don't know how many yards he had. I haven't seen the stats yet, but uh, he had a tremendous game. And um, it's just it's just a crying shame that we couldn't get that uh, victory for all those kids on this football field. And um, we'll keep fighting. Yeah, he went 19 carries for 141 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, that maybe speaks to how your offensive line maybe came of age here tonight. Well, I sure hope so. I told him that, you know. Um, I'm really, really proud of that offensive line. The four new starters battling, getting themselves back in a spot to be able to, yeah, it's, it's impressive the way they're able to run the ball. And they're, they're hurting in there right now, uh, just like we all are with, they, you know, they take full responsibility for that last snap. I'm sure they do, and any offensive lineman would in that situation to know that, hey, let's make a play. Um, but uh, this game will really, really help them, I think, as they continue to grow and develop and move forward, without a doubt. Coach, appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Go Aggies. There you go, Gary Anderson uh, after the Utah State Aggies fall to Wake Forest, 38-35 yesterday in a fun game, uh, turnover-ridden game for the Aggies and Jordan Love, and that Correct. in the end turned out to be the uh, difference maker in that game. Uh, for Utah State, tough loss, but they've got the Mountain West ahead of them. Um, they had an outside chance maybe, Jake, of making a New Year's Six, being kind of that caliber team that yeah, but it was very outside chance, obviously, with the UCFs of the world and everything. Mm -hmm. But um, You had to win. Yeah, you had to win a lot. Yeah, uh, You're looking at, I mean, I'm not going to pick them to go in and beat LSU. So, no. But they've got Stony Brook at home. 
coming up next weekend, and then San Diego State, Colorado State to kick off Mountain West play. So a little tune-up with Stony Brook, but I expect them to head into October with a nice 3-1 and one record. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, and that should be the goal for them, I guess, is, the, is what we should say. Stony Brook, yeah, it's a tune-up game, and it is what it is, but tough, tough loss. And Yes, it, just a gut punch. Yeah, because the, the way they play, you're like, okay, this, they played good enough to win, but we talked about this earlier in the show, Adrian. The stats, you look at it, it was pretty even for both these quarterbacks, just one glaring issue. Yep. Three interceptions for Jordan Love, and that proved to be enough to help Wake Forest pull the, out the win. It was a kind of a – I did not expect a quarterback's duel out of that game, but it kind of turned into that. Yeah, I think most of us expected to see uh, Utah State yeah. and Jordan Love do a lot. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you see Jamie Newman come out, and he's a six foot five, two 240-pound. He's 6'5"? Maybe he's not 6'5". He was pretty tall, though, 6'4". Yeah, maybe. yeah, maybe. He's a tall quarterback, and mm-hmm. he could sling it. And they've turned into a quarterback duel back and forth. And on this day, yesterday, speaking of yesterday, it was Jamie Newman's best day. So we'll see what happens. And I I look at it, and I feel like uh, Utah State might look back at this game. You heard Gary talk about it. There's mm-hmm. a lot we can look back on and say we could, would have, could have, should have, and a lot of different things. Should have kicked that first field goal because that proved to be the difference in this game, the margin in the end. But I think they'll look back at this game as a missed opportunity at the end of the year. And that's something that, unfortunately for Utah State, they look back on a lot of those. They have. And, yeah, we see their history. They've had all these close calls against Power 5 teams. This one's not – Wake Forest is not the caliber of the Oklahomas, the USC's, the Wisconsin's, that they have battled Auburn as well in the past and come up short against. But yet yet again, it's another Power 5 team that you have come close to beating but have not finished the job. And that's tough. Yep, that is tough. If you're an Aggie fan, I completely get your frustration with that. And I would like to see it myself to see Utah State pull through one of these times and knock off a team. I'm with you. I'm not picking them to go to LSU and win that game because the Tigers and Death Valley is a whole nother level than mm-hmm. what uh, Winston-Salem and Wake Forest is. But just it, it's a gut punch, plain and simple. Yep. And we'll get a look at San Diego State tonight as they take on Weber State. So that should be a pretty fun mm-hmm. game. Uh, speaking of football, Jake, as well, while we have a few minutes, yeah. uh, the prep scene is heavy underway. Yes. And uh, high Week school three. football. I know uh, Corner Candy got a big win, but a couple things that stood out to you yesterday or we, over the weekend. We had a performance for the record books yesterday. Okay. Bryson Barnes, and a lot of people may not know that name. You probably should get to know it if you pay attention to high school football around here. He is the quarterback at Milford High School. They play in the two-way ranks. He is a six-foot-four quarterback. He became the ninth player in Utah high school history to account for nine total touchdowns. That is amazing. Uh, Ogden went to Milford and got beat up 58-35. to Barnes threw for five touchdown passes and just ran for four more in this game. Just an insane performance. Hats off to him in that victory. And it was impressive to see him do that. Other Nine th- touchdowns. Nine, yes. Ninth player in Utah high school football history. And I think George Feltz had, has Utah high school football history re- stretching back to the 1890s. Yes, I've seen the books. Yeah, it goes back quite a ways. <laughs> I like when you go into, there's some, like West High School has a, banner for state champions in the 1800s i always look well, up I don't there blame I, them yeah now. no no you have to it's Ce- just celebrate it. it's really interesting to look up there and see that number uh, yeah it's true it is yeah. it is kind of funny because you like see 1896 18, what? what yeah this year that utah became a state yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely yes yeah. that's but that was impressive to see him do that 
he is a guy who's going to play at the next level. I don't know exactly what his recruiting status is, if any of the local teams are in on him. But You think he will? Then? The kid is an athlete, and he is absolutely – I understand that there's a stigma against guys from lower classifications in mm-hmm. high school football. If you say a kid from 2A, you're going to be like, yeah, he's not going to make it to the next level. But he played against a 4A team last night mm-hmm. and single-handedly dismantled them. So I think he's got he's the capability of doing some You know the record things. for touchdowns in high school? Like I don't know in Utah. I know in like I know in like national it's something I think there's like a 15 or something Whoa. like that. Whoa. There was a Texas quarterback that did it a few years ago or something like that. 15. Yeah, think about that. Absolutely insane. Um, some other impressive performances yesterday. I think the biggest team-wise is Corner Canyon. Yep, got the big win over Bingham, right? Corner Canyon put up 56 points on the Bingham Miners. You know the last time Bingham gave up 56 points in a football game? Any ideas? You think? The no. year, I guess. 1937. No, it's been much more recent than that. Oh, okay. 1999. Oh. 20 years. And think about Bingham. They and that was won. without Zach Wilson. It was, it was without Zach Wilson, absolutely. Yeah. They have Josh Wilson, his younger brother, yep. had another pick six. Yeah, he's game. playing amazing. He's a good player. He's committed to BYU to play with his brother down there in Provo. But truly impressive to see Corner Canyon go out and beat up a blue blood like like Bingham, because the Miners, they're normally the team that's the hammer versus mm-hmm. the nail. They were the nail last night. They got absolutely hammered by Corner Canyon. So after a couple of weeks, is mm-hmm. it still the traditional powers in the state? Or I think Corner we... Canyon is by and large your favorite in the entire in state. 6A, right? 6A, yeah. They're mm-hmm. probably going to be the favorite because knocking off, they've knocked off Orem. Uh, who else did they knock off? They knocked off Orem in the first week. They beat... Oh, I'm going to rue who I, they beat last week. They beat another power last week, and now they just blew out Bingham, mm-hmm. they're by and large the favorite team in the state right now. Um, other teams that are pretty good, I think up in Region 1, Davis showed that they're pretty good last night. They absolutely smoked Northridge, which was a surprising result. Uh, Roy was pretty good last night. There's some region action that started off last yeah. night. Down in southern Utah, though, Dixie. You want to get to know a guy named Reggie Graff. He's the quarterback for the Dixie Flyers. He only had six touchdowns last night. I don't know Bryson That's Barnes. That's not nine. Bryson Sorry, Barnes is going to poo-poo that, and I know poo-poo is a very sensitive <laughs> term around these parts. Oh, we can't even say that I'm anymore. Just Dang I know, it! I know, but it was. It's okay, BYU fans. He said it with a smile. Reg, on his Reggie face. Graff. Yeah, he had four, t- six total touchdowns in that win for Dixie, and then one other one. I was scrolling through and I saw that. I wanted to note. Oh yes. Uh, you know, long win streaks exist in high school football as they do in every other sport. Well, Provo High School was trying to end a 29-year streak of losing to Tempview in their battle for Provo. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 30 years now. <laughs> Tempview won 13-7, to agonizingly close for Provo. They just couldn't get over the hump. So it's going to be 30 years. Think about this, Adrian. That streak is almost as old as I am. It started when I was two years old now. That's crazy to think that. That's crazy. Yep, so... Some fun things going on. Um, one other note, uh, Carter Thackeray, another quarterback you probably want to get know from, from Morgan. He led Morgan to a 49 nothing win over Ben Lomond yesterday. Awesome. Uh, we've got a lot of great high school football in the state. And yeah. We've got to talk about it a little bit. I know it's not going to. Well, and it doesn't get talked about yeah. enough. I think there's a, there's a market for it. It's not a huge market. Let's right. be real. But there are people who are interested in where these guys who are going to be playing for the college teams in the next couple of years are coming from. I think we can highlight that a little bit on this show. Yep, definitely. So uh, make sure you, if you m- want to hear any of that high school um, breakdown, 
Jake does Utah Prep Zone. Yep, every uh, check, week. Check out that podcast every week. He always has guests and things yep. like that, so make sure you It's on 1280thezone.com, so it's easy to find. Uh, right now, Georgia State 21-17 over the University of Tennessee. So maybe BYU's uh, got a chance? Yep, uh, Georgia State, unless they're your upcoming national champs in Georgia State. Oh, no. yeah. No, uh, no, but that's they started playing football like four years ago. Uh, it's actually, yeah, it hasn't been too long. Yeah. Uh, if you remember Connor Manning. Connor Manning was over the there, The former yeah. Utah quarterback. He actually led them to their first bowl game, I believe, in school history. Yep, brand new, uh, relatively speaking, brand new D1 football school. So uh, we'll see if they can hold out and beat Tennessee. Uh, I'd be surprised if they did, but that would be awesome if they were able to pull that thing off. So Absolutely. we'll keep an eye on that as well. Coming up on the other side, we'll wrap things up here from Ken Garf. Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Fiat here in West Valley. We'll tell you about some of the deals they've got going into this Labor Day weekend. Uh, that's all coming up next here on the Saturday Show. Wrapping things up here on Saturday, August 31st. We say goodbye to the summer months and welcome in the fall months, Jake. Football's here. Football is here. It does suck to see summer go, though. Yes, it does. But we... Uh, we got through our first week of college football. We no longer have to talk about what we think we're going to see. We actually have games. And we can react to what we did see. Yeah. As uh, you, Of course, Utah falls to BYU. Uh, Utah taking on Northern Illinois. I think we're both picking Utes to win that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, Stony Brook headed to Logan. I think we're both picking Go Aggies. the Aggies. Go Aggies. Tennessee, BYU. Well, uh, if this is what Tennessee is going to look like, because Georgia State last year was hot garbage. They were 2-10 and 10 a year ago, and they're up 21-17 at Tennessee. Tennessee is driving here. They're inside field goal range, but this is Georgia State. We're talking about BYU. Mm-hmm. I think BYU should compete in their game. Yes, I think week. they will compete. <laughs> of the four opening games, I thought Tennessee was the most likely exactly. that had, BYU could get a win. And I had USC's number two, so the next two weeks. In theory, let's see what USC looks like tonight, of course. They've right. got great athletes. But I, I didn't get people saying, no, they can't win at Tennessee. And I'm like, have you watched Tennessee football? Yeah. <laughs> like if you just said, if you just think the name, yeah, you'd probably not pick okay. BYU. But, but Tennessee hasn't been good in twenty years, right? But you know, sports fans, they they think of Peyton Manning and T. Martin yeah. twenty years ago. Yeah, they think of they. All of a sudden, twenty years passes, and you say, "We used to be good, well, just that, like a week ago." But that's what BYU says about uh, the national championship thirty years ago. Exactly. I'm just saying. I. But I think we both are going to agree that. Yeah, like. BYU has a chance. Georgia State just, just got a big yeah. sack right there. 21-17, about four minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, fighting Ten- Connor Mannings are bringing Tennessee in. might be in trouble. Yeah, I just – I talked with Josh Ward. He's a, ten- he's a Tennessee guy. He does Locked On Balls for the Locked On, Co- Locked on Podcast Network mm-hmm. about Tennessee. And his – when I had him on my podcast, he talked about it. He's like, yeah, the offensive and defensive lines for Tennessee could be a work in progress this year. And I just – my immediate thought was – well, that's where BYU might be the strongest on both sides of the ball this year in many ways, so that should give them an opportunity because they had six offensive linemen medically retire at Tennessee in the yep. offseason. Six. That's a lot of guys. The I already mentioned earlier on the show, the defensive line got one guy eligible who is a junior, I believe, from, from Michigan. Outside of that, it's a bunch of sophomores and freshmen. I'm thinking BYU is going to compete just fine down in Knoxville. At least they should. Yep, I think so too. Uh, so we'll talk about that next week. Jake will be on the road 
uh, mm-hmm. at that game. I hope you have a good time. Covered I mean, it for I'll the see station, you. I'll so. see you before, but yeah. Um, Give me a call. We'll t- I'll, yeah, I'll we'll give have you, a, you on live from I'll, Knoxville. Maybe so I'll be fun. hanging out with the – have you heard about this, the Vol Navy? Have you ever heard of this, mm-hmm. about it? Apparently, because it's on the Tennessee River there, the stadium, Neyland Stadium, apparently people just pull their boats up and have a great, grand old time. It's like yacht gating up at oh, Washington. Sounds like I would have so much fun. <laughs> sounds like a great time. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> we would have fun in different ways. Oh, yes, we would. Absolutely. But that would be uh, – you know what? Why don't I – you know what? Saturday show on the road. Hey, Scotty. We're Boy, headed to uh, hey, Knoxville. We're going to go to Knoxville, okay? <laughs> they got we'll, to go to Nebraska. We'll, we'll talk, we can go we'll to, talk to the bosses about yeah, that. Oh, uh, but, one other note before we go. Yes. Penn State has 58 points in their game against Idaho. Guess how many yards Idaho has in this game? Six? 50. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, that's not good. Um, so, uh, big thanks to everyone here on the show. Alex back in studio, Eric, uh, tech and things for us today. Don't forget to come down to Ken Garf Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram here in West Valley, 4175 West, 3500 South. Really easy to get to. They've got over 400 cars on the lot and two lots, Mm -hmm. and they want to get you into the right used car at the right price. And uh, they've got – they had so many sales in July and August that they have no shortage of one-owner used vehicles. So uh, those are clean vehicles, and it should be pretty easy to find the one you like. So you just got to come down here for that. And, uh, Jake, it's been fun today. Yeah, it's been a blast. We had a great show today. Thanks to the guys for having us out here. this is a great dealership. Yep, it simple. is. They do a great job here. They got a bunch of listeners stop by. Appreciate yes. it. And people looking for cars. So Absolutely. So come on by. It's Labor Day. Hope everyone has a great holiday weekend. Yes. Enjoy your Monday off. Hopefully you're finding that one last trip to go on mm-hmm. with your family before we really set into school in the fall months. So uh, for Jay Catch, I'm Adrian Lizer saying goodbye here on the Saturday show. Uh, the Movie Zone coming up next here on the Zone Sports Network.